there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Have you heard the term concierge medicine and wondered exactly what that means? In short, it's the answer to the question, isn't there a better solution to my health care? Concierge medicine means virtually no waiting for your doctor. It means 24-7 access to physician care. It means truly individualized health care, all at a cost that's lower than you might expect. See pricing and learn more at PartnerMD.com. It's better health care for an even better you. All righty. Hey, how's it going, everyone? 86 Boxing, Boxing Haven. We're here for another edition of the podcast where we're going to discuss boxing, everyone's favorite sport. Little do they know. But anyway, how's it going, Slavin? How's uh, Norway treating you these days? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. <laughs> the weather is pretty good. Now, is it uh, warm weather, or does it uh, actually get hot there, or is it typically kind of just... Well, it, last last week we had some really hot uh, temperatures, but this week it's kind of, you know, kind of not too hot, but warm enough, kind of okay. moderate, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Not bad. Yeah, we've had some hot uh, weather here, and that is, I guess kind of mixed in to cause a lot of thunderstorms uh so it's just gonna rain here shortly uh i guess thunderstorm as well but it is what it is yeah all right so we're here we're gathered here today again to discuss the crazy action in the boxing i know a lot of stuff has been going on i think we may have left off maybe a uh, about at least two to three weeks back, and uh, there's a lot of things that have taken place since then. Fight wise, um, some of it, some of the action may miss, but some, uh, I guess, I'll be on. Um, so, you know, I just went to uh, Boxrec to just kind of pull up some of the results, and hey, maybe we can talk about those and some of the things coming up. Um, yeah. And to kick things off, uh, one that uh, was of significant. Uh, in, to a certain degree in the heavyweight division uh, took place on Saturday the 5th. That was when Daniel Deboy made his long-awaited return to take on Bogdan Denu. Um, yes. Have you been able to catch that fight? No, no, no not yet. Uh, but okay. I, I know what happened. It, didn't, it wasn't much of a fight. So. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, Dubois had a second-round KO. I actually was able to catch that fight. As a matter of fact, I had been out that day, and I actually came in just in time for their walkout. So I was able to catch Whoa. it. And, and I'm sure you've probably seen, yeah, you've probably seen the fact that Dubois, of course, 
you know, we did excuse me, we didn't really see enough uh, to really make a true assessment on, on where he stands now since that loss. But he came out confident and he looked it looked as though he wasn't worried about, you know, the jab or anything of that nature coming back to that eye that has been healed now at this point. And he kind of, you know, just stuck with his game plan from previously uh, in the fights where he was pressed on offense and he ultimately ended up getting Danu out there, out of there. And of course, he did it in spe- more spectacular fashion than some of the others that have faced Danu. I know Jarrell Miller beat him, uh, as well as I believe may have been or Pulev. Pulev, yep, you're right. Pulev, yep. Kubrat Pulev. So Daniel Dubois looked the best out of all of them thus far. But yeah. of course, the verdict's still out in terms of how he handles, you know, someone with the power of, say, a Joyce who can actually move around as well. Um, so yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think the voice is uh, very good against guys who also, you know, come forward like typical brawlers. He, he's a really strong, rather for, for formidable offensive fighter, you know. He, he can punch, of course, but when he has to, we saw against Joyce when he faces someone who does some, you know, boxing and moving, he tends uh, to struggle a bit anyway. It's not like he was, uh, you know, really found out. I wouldn't say he was uh, really exposed against Joyce, but yeah. he didn't really look as comfortable as, as usual. Anyway, fighting Joyce. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I agree. Uh, and I had to double check, but I know this was his first fight under Shane McGuinn. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, the question was how he would look, but I don't think we really saw enough in this short fight to get a true assessment, especially yeah. carrying on to the later rounds, because really prior to uh, the Joyce fight, uh, we hadn't seen Du Bois go into really deep waters with someone challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, that didn't happen in this fight as well. I, I just want to see how he bounces back. When he steps that competition up a, a, a little bit more, and he seems to be willing to do so, it'll just be interesting to see how he reacts to that because he's still very young. And mm-hmm. so he has, the, you know, the sky is the limit as far as the heavyweight division and – by the time he hits what could be considered his actual prime or whatever, uh, there may be some belts available and some of the other top guys right there might be a foot out the door, you know, at the heavyweight division. So it'll be interesting to see um, how he continues to develop. Yeah, I think one of the, the, the reasons why he lost that fight uh, to Joyce is that he is so young, you know, and rather unexperienced, uh, especially compared to Joyce, who... Who was like, like, what was he, 33, 34 when he turned yeah. pro? So he had had so many, you know, fights in the in the amateurs before yeah. that. And uh, he's just got some really vast boxing experience compared to Dubois, you know. So that was also one of the factors, I guess, why Dubois, uh, no, didn't uh, succeed in uh, beating him down, I guess. But there is also the size and the chin factor also, oh, yeah. I would say. So, 
it was simply a wrong opponent for him, but uh, yeah, I think at least he should have waited uh, a little more to face Joyce, the juggernaut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, we're both in agreement that, of course, stylistically, he went out there, out there a little too aggressively, thinking yeah. that he was going to get him away, but I think some guys yeah. with power tend to find out sort of the hard way when they step it up a level, you know. Yeah, and for a while it, it kind of looked like he would succeed. Like in the sixth yeah. round, I believe he had some very good punches and hurt Joyce, but Joyce has really got an iron, iron cast iron chin, yeah. they call it. And a huge guy, of course, very mm-hmm. experienced, you know, so he just knew how to beat uh, the boy. So yes, that's what yeah. yeah, yeah, good stuff. So, yeah, we'll see what happens next. Uh, I know Frank Warren after the fight, and uh, I guess Du Bois himself, you know, they were saying that, hey, they want, you know, a step up competition wise if he feels like he's ready to get up in there. So, it'll be interesting uh, to see where he goes from here. And I think there are a lot of mm-hmm. sort of French contenders there on the outskirts of the top 10 and all of that stuff that he can get in with to continue to build up that confidence uh, before he ultimately gets an opportunity at uh, Joyce or yeah. the other top guys out there. There is that guy, uh, Tony Yoka, who is supposed to be oh, yeah. one of the best uh, European and, you know, one of the best new, uh, shall we say, heavyweights. Tony Yoka, yep. Very tall guy, good puncher and everything, I guess. Good boxer, maybe, also. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I know that he beat uh, Hergovic in the Olympic only uh, in the Olympics. I guess it was semi-finals or something. Oh, okay. Like that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good fight, but he, I think he stopped Hergovic in the end. I believe I'm, I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been looking pretty good uh, so far, Yoka. So. Yeah, yeah, I've caught some of his fights. Uh, I believe he's is he out of France? Is that where he's out of? Or yeah, like yeah, France. and um, yeah, he 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 does have the sort of size, the look, and everything, and he can move pretty decently for a heavyweight. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't know about him uh, beating Her- Hergovic, which I would say it's definitely a good win. Uh, of course, uh, set the tone, even if it was on the amateur side. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting, and I, I feel like they're building him up uh, properly as well. So it'll be interesting to see if he's matched up with one of these uh, sort of fringe contenders or one of these sort of outskirt top guys next. I think it, I think that'll be interesting to see, or potentially yeah. Daniel Dubois, which they probably want to wait on, you know, for something like that. Who has a French last name? <laughs> <laughs> I believe they, yeah. they usually pronounce it pronounce it Dubois. That's why I, you know, I. In one earlier podcast, I called him Dubois. But since you call him Dubois, I figure I might also as well call him. (laughs) So there is no confusion. (laughs) Well, you know, us Americans butcher names all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Slavin or Slavin? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Some Americans have gotten it right, but some also call me Slaven. So it's uh, yeah. kind of, 
That's yeah. what I always uh, do. Slaving from Vox and Haven. Slaving yeah, and Haven go together. That sounds cool. <laughs> Cause it's right. You know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Slaving from Vox and Haven. <laughs> Slaving. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Um, I'm just looking here again. Sunday, June 6th. So I actually watched that uh Mayweather card, that Mayweather Jake Paul card, is fight of the century there, and on there they did have two legitimate fights, uh, which was uh, uh, Jared Hurd taking um, Luis Arias as well as Badu Jack against Derwin Kalina. Even though I hadn't seen Kalina, um, and it was meant to be, of course, Badu Jack versus John Pascal, who apparently tested positive mm-hmm. for about four banned substances. I, I don't know the particulars surrounding that here in the aftermath, but he was kind of pulled out right then and there. And that, of course, <laughs> bless you, bless you. Thanks. That, of course, meant that a uh, title was not on the line because, uh, you know, John Pascal had whatever title yeah. it was he got when he fought Marcus Brown. can't remember the exact one, but um, that fight ended oh. up not happening. Uh, so, but Battle Jack, he boxed, he, he, he looked well, but he was able to the guy who he was going to uh, sort of dominate and uh, beat regardless of the situation because it was kind of a late replacement. And I know uh, Pat uh, Battle Jack was pissed off about it because of the fact that he wanted that title shot, you know. And yeah. he's been on the uh, unlucky end of uh, title shots in the past. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I thought that was so unfair. I know I had him winning that Pascal fight, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but I really don't know how he could lose that. It was on a Mayweather car, I believe, or something. I don't maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it was. How do you lose a fight? I mean, like that. You should have won, and you it's promoted by your own kind of promoter, and you still lose. I don't get. It. Is it because it's not from from uh, you know that? place, that country or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> he's Swedish, you know. He's he's from Sweden, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he is a, a Swede. Yeah, and I was just double-checking. So, yeah, Pascal has the the legitimate WBA title, and he has the WBC silver uh, yeah. title there at light heavyweight. Um, so that's interesting as far as him being banned – I'm guessing he still is going to be in possession of the titles or, or whatever. And yeah, uh, that's un- unfavorable for uh, Badu Jack in that sense that uh, he wasn't the worst. He wasn't the issue. It was Pascal that was the issue, yet he still keeps his yeah. titles. But you know, I heard Pascal, oh, no, uh, Jack, he stated that he now wants to go to, to Cruiserweight to mm. win a world title at the third you know, division. So that's. Oh, yeah. Uh, New goal, I believe. That's what I would say. Said. I would say skill wise, he's uh, he's he's very good. But um, yeah. yeah, that'll be a tall task because he's not necessarily power, a yeah. powerful guy. And uh, yeah, some of those cruiserweights, you know, they're going to be in there over uh, yeah. two hundred pounds on fight night. You know. Yeah, so, and you know, Jack was never. I mean, su- such a huge puncher. So yeah. He's not gonna likely to win by a KO a lot, you know, there in those fights. But who knows? I don't know really. Yeah, it is, it is rather interesting, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I know when Nathan cleverly, for for instance, when oh, he yeah. went up to to cruiserweight, he did score 
a couple of uh, early KOs, but that was against some bums, of course. <laughs> but it yeah, seemed yeah. like his power had kind of improved, you know, when he went up because he's a rather big guy, you know, for a light head. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty tall. Yeah, Nathan Clare. Yeah, really six two something. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes it interesting, you know. Um, of course, I'm, I'm sure Bobby Jack can be matched properly to get some wins up there, but in order to get a title, yeah, he's going to have to go through, like, Breedis or uh, a Coley, right? And it's, yeah, and it's starting to go to kind of a rush because he's going to be 38 in October. Oh, yeah, that is actually. right. I didn't know he was that old, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, shooting up there. <laughs> yeah, so in a couple of years, it will be the end of him as a serious, maybe, as a serious contender, I guess. And yeah, which makes it all the more, uh, uh, I'm sure, uh, depressing and angry for him, the fact that uh, this wasn't for a title shot after, um, you know, he's waited, because it's been about, it's been over a, a year, maybe closer to two years since that yeah. fight with him and Pascal. And I, and I don't well, know that Pascal has even yeah. fought since then. I don't think so. I'm yeah, he might not But of course, it's clear to me that he was, you know, on the juice because, you know, before <laughs> that, he was kind of rather easily dismantled by Kovalev. And uh, that was oh, kind yeah. of five or six years ago. And now he suddenly starts, you know, winning these big fights again. What's this? I was yeah. like, what's this now? What's happening with him? <laughs> yeah, Demetrius uh, Bivol uh, pretty much shut him out. Uh, yeah. And I think it was circumstantial in some sense with that Marcus Brown fight as far as it going to the cards. Um, and that kind of helped him get that title. But, yeah, he definitely has had a surge that was unexpected as he was, yeah, practically written off in some sense after the Kovalev fight, you know? So. Yeah, he was actually, because he also lost to Bernard Hopkins, and that was a long time oh, yeah. ago. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. He's seen him come yeah. and go at light heavyweight, I guess you can say. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he should be like also 39 or something, I don't know. 40. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there, yeah. So, yeah, that makes for some interesting stuff right there. So, yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens there at 175. Um, and then, so Jared Hurd, Luis Arias. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. saw it, but I, I watched the fight. and uh, I know he lost. What happened? <laughs> you know, it was, uh, I would say it was a back-and-forth fight in, in some areas. Yeah. You know, Jared Hurd's working with a new trainer now. Um, oh, yeah. And I know that one of the things was is that they wanted to improve upon his boxing, just in general, his boxing fundamentally, his his fundamentals as far as boxing is concerned. And then, of course, the defense is definitely something that uh, he would have to improve upon. So Luis Arias, you know, I don't think a ton of people were expecting him to get this win. And he even said after the fight, he's had people telling him he should retire and all that stuff. Uh, but he really came in there, dug it out, and he had a relentless mindset about him. So he ended up battling with Hurd in the trenches, and he was getting the better of the offensive exchanges. And I think that with Hurd, what ultimately is or was his downfall was the fact that 
he came out seemingly uh, with some form of a game plan, wanting to box, and, and ultimately, by the time the fight ended, he had went back to the Jared Hurd of old. Who, and I would say this was probably after like two rounds or so, like that. He is that with the Jared Hurd of old, who whose defense was basically his offense. So, as you know, he would take a lot of punishment. Um, as he was fighting coming up, uh, especially at 154. And he went back to sort of that same Jared Hurd. Luis Arias was really just battering him uh, on the offensive side to the degree that Hurd may have had some of the heavier punches when he did land. But if you're taking so much punishment for your every one or two punches that you're throwing, then it's hard to give you those types of rounds, especially when visually – on the defensive side, you can see that there is a deficiency with Jared Hurd. So Arias pulled it off, and he was able to get the split decision win. Yes, uh, I guess uh, what you're saying is that Hurd fought the wrong kind of fight, maybe. Yes, or, he, yeah. he did. He uh, So Luis Arias, Hurd was boxing early on, uh, like I said, for about two, two rounds, two, maybe three rounds. Uh, Luis Arias began to just take over more, and Hurd was taking a lot of shots. You know, similarly in the past, he, he ran into the same situations with the likes of uh, uh, Lara, uh, Julian Williams, where, of yeah. course, Hurd has those late surges and spurts where he gets in and he, and he can land something, but it just wasn't enough of it here against Arias, who really boxed a very good fight. And offensively, on the inside, he, he was much better than Hurd. And I think that played into his favor, especially in the judges, uh, as far as the, what the judges saw. If you were a judge, of course, mm-hmm. you would see yes. that Hurd was taking a, a lot of punishment. It may not have been anything overpowering, or it may not have been shots that had snap at all times, but he was eating yeah. a lot of shots, and I think that ultimately yeah. was the issue. That's right, yeah. Yeah, judges usually prefer <laughs> aggression to, I mean, uh, kind of successful aggression rather than, you yeah. know, boxing or being clever or being defensive. <laughs> yeah, and so, um, so yeah, so with that, Arias gets to win, he gets to move on, Heard, I don't know, maybe it's uh, back to the drawing board in some sense. I think that you know, he's probably the type of fighter it's, it's going to be hard to fix that sort of defensive uh, deficiency that he has in terms of uh, when the going gets rough and tough or whatever. He's going to take shots. Um, it's just a matter of how effectively can he get off his offense, and especially in the sense of trying to box. Um, I think he tends to lean more towards that brawling style uh, once, you know, firepower is coming back. And, I, yeah, I think that, yeah, he definitely has a lot of things to think about uh, as far as where he, he goes from here um, because these are right around 154, 160. There is some pretty good competition, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We shall see. All right, Um Another one I wanted to bring up uh, was a fight that took place yesterday, actually. Shakur Stevenson against uh, Jeremiah Nakatala. 
Jeremy's Nakatilas. I don't know if you were able to catch that fight. Were you were you able to catch that? No, because you know it's in USA, so I was oh, yeah, just yeah. not uh, able to stand up, stay awake. So <laughs> no, for hey, understand. I, I will try to find. It. Yeah, I will try to find it later. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was. Yeah, so it was a fairly uh, dominant win for Shakur Stevenson, uh, just from an overall perspective. He got he got criticized. And I thought some of it was a bit harsh uh, there at the end uh, because of the fact that he didn't take this guy out and he didn't really push for it in a visual manner. Of course, uh, and he even mentioned so after the fight that. He tried to, but he got caught with something, and he chose to play it more on the safe side. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CAPITAL200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CAPITAL200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 Moneyline wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet 10 bucks on an MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Yeah, I saw he scored a knockdown in round four, I believe, yeah. And uh, yeah. I kind of expected him to take out that guy eventually. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Nakatia he was averaging like only a, like two point something punches landed per round, well, so he was doing a lot of posturing, but he wasn't really throwing much. And when he did throw <laughs> things, they were usually uh, wide and missing badly. He even tumbled oh, yeah. down a time or two uh, just from swinging so wild. And I think that's part of the reason that uh, some wanted to see. Shakir Stevenson really uh, push him because I think Nakatila <laughs> may have landed like nine percent of his punches if I didn't win all twelve. And Stevenson, of course, he looked good. You can see that he has a top-notch pedigree and all that stuff. And I think he could actually finish some fighters, which he's done before. I think it could be a case of uh, 
him kind of playing to the level of his competition in, in, in that regard and mm. him not wanting to really risk anything cause, because all this guy had was a right hand which seldom landed. Uh, but yeah, so Stevenson got criticized for that. He even apologized on Twitter to his face and all that. But outside of that, you know, it was sort of like a master master class as far as the boxing was concerned. And it's Nakatia yeah. guy. He uh, he was from Namibia, so there wasn't much known about him outside of the fact that he seemed to carry some power. But at this level, you could clearly see that Stevenson was well ahead of him. Mm. Class above it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and so Stevenson in the aftermath, he called out, of course, Jamel Herring and Oscar Valdez, and there seemed to be so. Oh. It seemed to allude to, I guess, the Herring fight being the one that is potentially made next, uh, which I think will be interesting. Um, because Valdez, I saw, I guess it was announced uh, a little bit earlier this week that he's going to take on Kunciao. Uh, Cun- uh, I, I, I have to look up his name again. He was a fighter that beat Albert Machado the first two times. But, um, okay. yeah, Andrew Kunciao Cun- or something like that. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Kunciao. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's who Oscar Valdez is going to take on in his next match. So that's already yeah, been yeah. announced. Uh, so this leaves, I guess, it opened for a potential Shakir Stevenson, Jamel Herring fight, uh, and of course, you know they work together and all that stuff in camp and all of that. And Shakir, hey, he's really pushing for it, uh, and I know that Herring did want to take on Oscar Valdez, but since that not that's not happening, at least probably not this year, then mm-hmm. it's a matter of. Uh, Who's next? And it may be Shakur Stevenson. What do you think about that potential matchup, Jamel Herring, Shakur Stevenson? That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamel is like he's kind of in his late thirties or something. 30, yeah, yeah, he is. He's a, he's about 30, 35, I believe. He's thirty five. Yeah. So it would be a fight like uh, an older, experienced guy versus a younger, you know. A young lion versus the old lion, so mm-hmm. that's always kind of ex- uh, exciting and interesting to watch. And uh, I guess they, well, Jamel Herring is not uh, a really a, maybe a puncher, even though he now stopped yeah. in the last fight. Uh, Carl Frampton, yeah, Carl Frampton, <laughs> thank you, yeah. But he doesn't usually win by a knockout. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess Stevenson would be regarded as the puncher in this fight, uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. And, you know, I I thought that Jamel Herring's performance in his last fight was impressive, the way he dispatched of uh, Carl Frampton. And yeah. coming into that fight, you know, I thought that, you know, Carl Frampton would actually – get the W, but it turned out to not be the case. And it was like the perfect game plan for Herring that was put in place. And he boxed absolutely the way he was supposed to. And, and he really basically yeah. sent Crampton into retirement for the most part. So, so Yeah, that's yeah. right. I, I think so. I hope so. Anyway, Frampton should not fight anymore. I don't think he should. Yeah, and he did have some unlucky breaks. You know, Frampton it literally yeah. breaks like the hand itself. Uh, so, unfortunately, the last several years for him have been 
some rather unlucky years in, in some yeah. regards, even though he's been able to, you know, stay relevant and, and continue to get in there with some type guys. Yeah, he's had some, uh, I think, management issues with Barry McGuigan. Yeah, that's kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Yeah. But of course, Jamal Herring, it's not like he cannot punch. He can. I mean, he proved that against Frampton. But, uh, oh, yeah. It's not that he he doesn't, I guess, go for the knockout always. Yeah. I think maybe that's the... the why he doesn't have so many knockouts, man. I don't Yeah, I don't recall seeing his, seeing it much like him actually closing in a sort of dominant fashion. That game plan and everything worked out basically precisely against Frampton, which I think it'll be a, a completely different story uh, with uh, Shakir Stevenson at this point. Uh, not only just from stylistically, but considering they have a connection personally in terms of them basically working sort of in the same camps and stuff with uh, Terrence Crawford, et cetera, uh, oh, yeah. their uh, Bo Mack and crew. Um, so oh, yeah. I think that yeah. makes makes it interesting uh, just in terms of that matchup and then leading up to it, the brashness of Shakira Stevenson and how yeah, uh, Jamel responds to it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of, yeah, that kind of guy. <laughs> well, <laughs> Herring is a very nice guy, I would say. Very, very uh, humble also. That's what he showed against Frank after the Frampton fight. I mean. Yep, so, yep, and, and people counted him out, and he bounced back in a major way, so I have nothing but props yeah. for him. He, he's shown that uh, he's at yeah. that top level. He's had a couple of losses, I, I think, that's mm-hmm. isn't that so before? Uh, yeah, he I had, I think, like two of them. I think just two. I, I don't recall exactly who all beat him. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's just two losses or something of that nature. So so he really bounced back in really great fashion. That's true. Yeah, yeah he beat a guy out of this area, Levant Roach, who was a, an up-and-coming fighter with Golden Boy, who's going to be back in the ring here shortly. Who looked oh, pretty yeah. good, and Heron was able to beat him. He, he, and Heron was dropped uh, in one of the later rounds of that fight, but he was able to recover and maintain and get that uh, decision win. So he has the tools. Uh, it'll just be interesting to see how that whole build up to the fight goes between him and uh, Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it will go so peacefully. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Um, So, also yesterday, Jose Pedraza picked up a stoppage win over uh, Julian Rodriguez, who was an undefeated fighter who came in, like, I guess 21-0 is what I'm looking at. Yep, 21-0. And And, uh, Jose Pedraza, you know, he just keeps hanging around and, you know, doing his thing. Um, Yeah. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it was, uh, it was one of those fights. Yeah, it was the eighth round. So uh, Rodriguez didn't answer the bell after the – or to start the eighth round. And basically it was the issue with his eye. Um, and he was getting puffed up anyway. But Pedraza, man, he's a, he's a crafty fighter. And if you really look at it, his losses, you know, um, that's against top-level competition. It's just like pretty much all of his fights here – over his over the latter part of his uh, career thus far have been against top level competition. So 
you have to know and, and assume that that helps it make him better as well. So this was a case of a young up and coming fighter, Julian Rodriguez, who was, he was 21 and old with 14 knockouts. He may have been uh, feeling himself and they may have thought that, Hey, Pedraza, he's that type of name, the type of veteran that we can get in there with. We'll probably try and look impressive and get one of these stoppages to see if we can build up to a, a, a big yeah. fight, you know, or something of nature. But, not yeah, so fast, up. my friend. It was not the case. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know that Pedraza, he was knocked out by Tank Davis, right? Yeah, yeah, he, he was. Seven rounds. But that was a good fight before it happened. I, I saw, yeah, it was. I saw the highlights once. So, yeah, he is definitely uh, no <laughs> joke, Pedraza, so... Yeah, and he was in there with uh, uh, Lomachenko. Uh, Lomachenko beat him, and uh, yes, Pedraza right. had his moments. You can just tell that fundamentally, he's 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 top notch. I mean, he he has a lot of tricks in his uh, tricks up his sleeve. Essentially, a lot of tools in the tool shed. Um, and you can just tell that when he's out there, and he he has it figured out in terms of what works for him stylistically. Uh, it's good at controlling range and everything. So. Yeah, it's really just top-level competition that he's uh, ultimately lost to, and he's beat some top-level guys as well. Mm. Yeah, it's true. He's a Puerto Rican, right? So yes. they, are, they are kind of known for, you know, having some good, I mean, technically good fighters, not just, you know, yeah. those brawlers, but also some pretty good boxers. Uh, yeah, definitely. I, I kind of... Well, it's not that I don't like the Mexican fire, but I kind of always almost prefer the, the Puerto Ricans a little bit because they oh, yeah. they could be also pretty tough, you know, and all that. But they also had some skills. I mean, they, they could box, not just, you know, fight, fight, oh, yeah. uh, brawl. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, you know, and I just looked at it, yeah, so Pedraza's other loss was to uh, Jose Cepeda. So um, yeah. he's been in with top-level competition, and, yeah. and he's, he's looked good at moments uh, doing his thing. So he's still very much a player at 140, and I think this win shows that. And yeah. let me see. Yeah, I was surprised. I think in the prediction league that I, I am in, I think yeah. I had uh, Pedraza to win on points there, but I'm not sure. I'm going to check. <laughs> yeah, he I, would have been uh, winning. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, what's, I don't know if they showed the scorecards, but he was winning the fight. He was uh, kind of uh, starting to puff up um, the dude's eyes, which ultimately led to that stoppage. Um, and right. I think they said Rodriguez had only been uh, eight rounds once, or and that was the longest he had been. This stopped right, but this was stopped right before the eighth, uh, so it made things interesting for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> let's see what I just trying to see what I had predicted or try. Oh, yeah, yeah, just. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's right. I I predicted him to win by UD unanimous decision. <laughs> oh yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. Cool. That was a good pick then. You know, get that W he, hey, he showed he was the guy. Um yeah. so another fight that's worth mentioning uh, that happened yesterday and I didn't catch the fight. I I was out. 
And when I got back, I was like, cut it on right as it was over. So I still need to watch it. But Louis Riston, you know, Newcastle's, uh, Newcastle's own Louis Riston taking yeah. on Jeremiah's Ponce. From the highlights that I saw, uh, Ponce was really uh, weighing into him. Uh, and yeah. I don't know if you saw my, because uh, I had posted a little press release from this. And I had said uh, Louis Richston is looking to bounce back after a robbery win over Miguel Vasquez in his last fight. <laughs> Did you yeah. just feel like it was a matter of time for Richston? Why he had the backing at Fed Fair? Don't you just feel like it was just a matter of time before he ran into someone who was going to do what they yeah. do what Conte did? Definitely. I mean, he has already been exposed against that guy Francesco Patera. It's from mm-hmm. Belgium, a technician, rather, rather tricky guy. So Ritson has been always. I thought he his game is kind of, uh, you know, one one sided, kind of yeah. limited. Because in that yeah. fight, his Patera was just going to the body and uh, you know just going driving into the ropes and attacking and banging away. So yeah. he didn't have a plan B. <laughs> That's why yeah. he lost. Yeah, Rissen, he's he. I think he fares well with more stationary targets, you know, yeah. and, and, and guys that aren't aren't really battling back in an aggressive and wrestling, reckless manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, that fight, and then really seeing him in this uh, fight with. Uh, Miguel Vasquez in his in his last fight, who was really a measuring stick in, in a sense that he's one of those guys. He's a veteran guy. He's been in with a lot of top yeah. guys. He has like five, maybe six losses or whatever. Um, but he takes these guys to the distance, and he really gives them uh, a good showing and, and a good true test. And I remember watching yeah. that fight with uh, between him and Ritson, and yeah, there was just nothing impressive done by Ritson, even though he won on the cards. And I know it was controversial because the majority of people I'd seen and interacted with felt that he deserved to lose yeah, that particular fight. He won't by being more active, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen that fight. But, uh, that's, I, I would kind of guess that's why he won. <laughs> Yeah, it was controversial, and this is the one where one of those judges, uh, they caught a snapshot of him on his phone, and he was the one who had it in favor of uh, oh, Rickson. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah that's, oh, I didn't know that was in that fight. Oh, so it was right. very home cooking you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, in UK now, it's becoming a little bit of a problem, too. That's kind of home judging, I would say. It's not yeah. that it happens all the time, but it does happen, you know, a little bit too yeah. often, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, know. yeah, you had all these atrocious scorecards, like, you know, and then all these draws, you know, they, I, I remember there was a time, <laughs> yeah. all these important fights kind of ended in draws in one year, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's crazy. Everybody that is pretty got, crazy. Yeah, everybody in the audience was like, woo, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was on Twitter earlier this morning, and one of the guys I follow, he's out of the UK. Uh, he asked, he was asking, kind of like, "Hey, have the scorecards been released for that Richson um, 
uh, Punk Safe Fight. Uh, they haven't been released apparently as of yet. I don't know if anything has changed between the last several hours, but yeah, people want ashamed. to know whether Ritson was actually up on the cards, yeah. you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> which would be an embarrassment if he, if he was. Like 98, 90 or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, come on. The trip is, yeah, it's just yeah, one of those crazy things. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, amazing. And when, as I talked, we talked about that last time, and when last Parker Chisora fight, oh, I don't yeah. know. There were so many in England going, oh, Chisora got raw. But if you see the fight, you will see that he, that wasn't really that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. We both were in agreement on that. Uh, I think that that's the case with that fight. I think the right guy won, you know, and uh, it is what it is. No doubt whatsoever, but that's yeah, why it is, you know, kind of biased, you know, mm-hmm. national bias. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we have it here, too, over in America sometimes. Some of these guys get uh, home cooking, and that's why they want their yeah. fights staged in uh, certain areas. It can always be a disadvantage in some sense, just thinking about it, if you're, if you're one of these... Uh, guys who doesn't have a big name and you're coming into someone's territory and yeah. you know this person is expected to be sort of that next thing or at least get to title contention um so yeah it can be a bit controversial at times yeah you have to win by a knockout or a stoppage you yeah. have to get the win there. And this is what Ponce did with uh Ritson. He, he took him out yeah. to the body and I think others are going to go for that uh, depending on how Ritson ultimately bounces back and I understand the dynamic behind it because he's out of Newcastle and of course and he's, he had a lot of backing yeah. and fanfare so it definitely makes sense from a money perspective to have a guy like that uh, yeah. continue to be elevated and this was for the potential of getting a shot at one of those titles. So, yeah. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I don't know. Richardson doesn't look like he will ever go get that far. You know, he, he will, he will probably keep fighting. I mean, kind of uh, British level fighters or European level. That's best for yep. him. Yep. And, and, you know, and they were throwing around the, uh, because he fights at 140, so I remember them throwing around the potential of, uh, you know, the winner of this fight being the mandatory for uh, Josh Taylor. And could you imagine yeah. Rich sitting there with Josh Taylor? Like, I think uh, Josh <laughs> Taylor would have systematically broke him down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think somebody else told me that earlier this, this day, this morning. Yeah, that would have just been a massacre, I think. It would have been perhaps yeah. over already after four rounds of five or six. At yeah, best. I couldn't have seen anyone favor. I couldn't have seen him being the favorite in any capacity um, because he just didn't doesn't have that type of a tool set to be able to do anything with a guy like uh, Josh Taylor, who, hey, basically top 10 pound-for-pound fighter, the elite of the elite, and he's beaten. I think we were yeah. talking about this last time. Uh, you name a style, he's beating it. And, uh, hey, you got to give him his props. He is one of the 10 best fighters in the world today, and he's shown yeah. that the actual hard way by going through, grinding it out, getting those Ws. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he's unbeaten. He's still in, uh, as 
pretty much beating everybody, almost everyone in 140. I mean, that really is worth beating. Worth beating. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, speaking of that, he is the undisputed champion at 140 now. So the question is, where does he go from here now? I know there was a lot of talk and stuff in the immediate aftermath of the fight. I haven't seen much as of late. You know, I've always questioned or wondered, or at least from this standpoint of him becoming undisputed, if, you know, he would actually, excuse me, continue to defend defend the belts because, of course, with – that undisputed claim, of course, now these mandatories come into play and all of that stuff. So it's a question of whether he stays at 140, keeps all belts, or drops some belts like some tend to do, or if he moves up to 147, where there are some uh, pretty much lucrative fights that can be made because he's pretty much cleaned out 140, though I yeah. think that some rematches, uh, say with the likes of Pro Grey, would be very interesting and good. Uh, exciting from a fanfare perspective, even though I won with uh, Ramirez. But um, right now, you know, I could see uh, big money wagers going down for a fight between him and, say, Terrence Crawford, who's been thrown out and both being under the top rank banner now with uh, Taylor signing with top rank not too long ago. So uh, that fight seems like it's one that can be made and makes sense. Two undisputed 140-pounders, the last two undisputed 140-pounders uh, taking on each other. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Taylor is, uh, as you said, pretty much cleaned out at 140, and he's always been a really, really tall guy for that yeah. division also. So I don't know how how easily he makes the way. It cannot be that easy now, anyway. So, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Think he may be may be having one more fight, one forty maybe, or he may just jump up, jump straight to one forty seven, which I would I, really like to see him do. Yeah. So I think a fight that could be interesting at one forty, assuming it happens, and for all intents and purposes, I don't think it would. If uh, he were to take on the winner of Gravante Davis versus uh, uh, Mario Barrios. Uh, against Barrio, yeah. so and I know a lot of people are favoring Davis. Uh, yeah, I, I do as well. Uh, but the future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400 horsepower Nissan Z, or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Your lips can do a whole lot more than kiss. Your lips express love and speak your truth. Plump your lips with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC for natural-looking results that are completely and uniquely you. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there is a rare risk of unintentional 
additional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. It's it's a question of is Davis going to stay at 140, uh, and can that fight be made top rank in a uh, PBC? Of course, yeah. um, you know who knows. Big, big height disadvantage for this. Also, would be he fought yeah. terrible. But- I don't know how that how much that would mean. Yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be interesting. There are other fights I want to see Davis in, but I, I also want to. I uh, also am unsure of where he intends to campaign in the future because he kind of just bounced around between one thirty and one forty <laughs> over the last uh, few fights of his. Uh, so I don't know yeah. what weight he's actually comfortable at. You know. Yeah, I thought. I mean, when he went to one thirty-five, I thought, oh. He's kind of too small, maybe, for that. But now yeah. he's at 140. Like, what? He yeah, might have uh, five, five or six, whatever, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, he packs a punch, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, really, maybe. I don't know. I would say that perhaps 135 is the best for him right now, maybe. I don't know. And, of course, a lot of good fights here can be made at 135. Yeah. And it always boils down to will they be made, of course. Yeah, very, very talented and packed division now. You know. It wasn't always the case, but now it is definitely one of the strongest. Yeah, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, and sometimes when I join those uh, media calls or whatever, whenever they open it up to different websites or whatever, I was just, I wanted to ask, because Eddie Hearn, he's very out there, vocal. You know, one of the questions I want to ask him is, uh, how is it negotiating or dealing with PBC compared to the others, you know, because there seems to be, fights can be made, of course, between, like, top-ranked PBC. We have Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, and then some other fights, like, between the zone or match room with, say, uh, Ramirez versus... um, Ramirez versus uh, who am I trying to think of a matchroom, but some some matchroom fighters uh, yeah, that he's sure. taking on. But yeah, anyway, yeah. matchroom top rank, you know, they can make some deals. You see yeah. some out there, but I'm just wondering, you know, how is it in terms of those negotiations with uh, PBC? And because I feel like there are a lot of fighters out there on the P- PBC sphere, especially at 147, but we're usually only seeing them fight in-house PBC fighters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> PBC, yeah. I don't know if I even heard of it before. <laughs> I don't really have, we don't really get so many American channels here, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, now he is no longer, uh, he's now with the zone, of course, as you know, Eddie Herman. Uh, yeah. He's now yeah. practically an American promoter. <laughs> you oh, can yeah, see. yeah. Matchroom USA seems to be doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, it's going really well, and uh, he's really working hard, obviously. <clears throat> he's, hey, I yeah. got to give him props. I have to give yeah. him props. I, I think he's like uh, the top promoter out there for, for my money, just thinking yeah. about it. And he's, and he's not scared to take chances. Like, he was doing that YouTube stuff, and now, as you see, others are kind of taking that on. You know, he hosted that Logan Paul KSI fight and yeah. then, like, a Jake Paul fight or whatever. But now you can see Showtime's jumped in the mix. 
Triller, all of that stuff. So I think people are taking notice. And I think Eddie Hearn, he, he's been right in terms of um, thinking about it from a business standpoint and how this can expand the sport as far as uh, viewing audiences. And, of course, you're not going to retain every uh, viewer or whatever. But I, I do think that in some sense this does put the sport out there a bit more you know, to some of the casual fans or those who uh, haven't really uh, watched boxing much over the years and only typically tune in for a big fight, you know. Mm, yeah. And I think Hearn is, is good with that. Yeah, definitely. He really works hard. And this was, of course, very unlucky what happened after they had finally made a big fight between Joshua and Fury now. Oh, yeah. That stuff was very, very unfortunate. And, uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of that, uh, we can probably jump into some of those upcoming fights, but you are correct. That was a highly anticipated fight. I don't know how that even happens in, in terms of uh, uh, this fight being announced sure. and pretty much looking, looking like it was a done yeah. deal between Joshua and Fury all, all of a sudden to be derailed right there in the midst of you know them promoting it, essentially. I really don't know. It shouldn't have happened, but it did for some reason. There is absolutely no need for a third fight because, of course, we saw in the first fight, Wilder was completely outboxed, right? In the second fight, mm-hmm. he was completely smashed. So what can he do now, even older, <laughs> after not fighting for so long? I really yeah. don't know what what he's expecting, but he's obviously not so... He's not in touch with reality, is he, right? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he's been posting a lot of uh, ads of late. You know, he had went in the dark immediately after that loss, but as of late, he's been posting a lot of videos of him training with uh, Malik Scott or whatever. Hitting the uh, mitts is one thing, though, so it can be deceiving, you know. And he looks like he's thrown in some new movements. He's actually going to get in there and try to box. But hitting the mitts, as I said, is one thing. Whatever happens when you actually get in the ring is a whole different story. You cannot change at that point, you know, right? At that age, it's too late to yeah. really change as a fight. Especially, so. especially if you're talking fundamentals. And he lacked a yeah. lot of the fundamentals because the – he's been able to rely on the right hand for so long that, yeah, it's going to be hard to just infuse that type of skill against a guy like Tyson Fury, who his his bread and butter has been actual boxing and his skills surrounding the fundamental side of the sport. So Boxing, landing, enough punches, all that stuff. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Wilder has the, has the enough boxing skill in him to outbox the likes of Tyson Fury. No, he's a one-trick pony, so definitely he doesn't. If he if he wasn't able to do that in 2018 when they fought this December, then I don't see how he can do it now. Because yeah. he was at his, he was kind of weaker physically back then than he is now. So yeah, you're right, and um. And for all intents and purposes, and I think we've mentioned this previously, uh, unlike uh, Fury in his first title reign, uh, he seems to have still been staying active and, and, and dedicated to training and, and being in the gym, you know. So mm. 
I think that even though it's been a layoff for him, Wilder as well, I think he's he's probably going to come in in, in top shape, uh, Fury that is, and ready to mm. give it a go. You know, similar to what yeah. he did in the last ones. Definitely, he's very dedicated. He's got the right trainer now, also. Uh, yeah, teaching him how to punch, how to maximize his power and all that. Yeah, and I think that'll be the difference too. You know, having yeah. spent more time with him. In the British, I have, I have noticed not to not to, not to knock on anyone, but uh, British uh, trainers I wouldn't say they are always that good at you know teaching their fighters how to you know sit on their punches, how to maximize the power. Because yeah. uh, you know you got, for instance, Lee Selby. You know, early on in his career, he showed oh, yeah. he he has some power. You know, he scored some good knockouts. But then he just, you know, became about boxing and moving. And he wasn't really throwing yeah. his punches right and all that. So I would say that's what uh, but the American trainers are usually better at that. You know. Yeah, and, you know, and Crunk Jim was always known for having punchers. as like their specialty, yeah. you know. Tommy Hudson, uh the yeah, the hitman. Uh, well, yeah, Michael Moore was also for a while. Oh yeah, Michael Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So yeah, they they, they have that pedigree. Yeah. Hey, uh, looking at it, so another big fight coming up, I guess next weekend actually is uh, Tiafima Lopez against George Cambosos oh, Yeah, um, of Australia. He's very, very confident that guy Cambosos. He is oh, yeah, he like, <laughs> saying he will take over now and uh, beat Delfino and all that stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, I yeah. kind of liked. Uh, I thought see, Lee Selby did well in that last fight um, when I was watching it. I didn't think it was a, uh, but maybe I didn't. You know, maybe I could have uh, been kind of sleepwalking through it. But I thought Lee, mm-hmm. Lee Selby had made that fight fairly close. And if Lee Selby would have yeah. won, I wouldn't have been uh, mad at it, you know? It was close, yeah. I don't I I didn't see the entire fight, I believe, but I watched, uh, like, the last half or something. It was in towards the end also very, very close. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so what I will say is uh, just giving what we've seen from uh, Tiafimo Lopez... It seems that a guy with uh, Camboso's style would kind of play into Tiafima Lopez's favor, sort of like uh, the case with um, Richard Comey uh, yeah. or yeah, others yeah. who are uh, kind of come in and really want to duke it out and uh, brawl it out yeah. on the inside. Aggressive and, yeah, come forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Camboso's definitely strikes me as that kind of fire. He's not likely to just, you know, be very defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that makes it interesting. This is going to be on Triller, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, they were announcing during last night's fight uh, between uh, Stevenson and Nakatila that Teofimo Lopez has re-signed a deal, an extension with Top Rank out through 2023, okay. so they renegotiated the contracts and everything. So, Because, you know, there was a, a big question as to how the relationship would be once uh, 
the last fight went to purse purse bid and hey top ranking uh, TFMO they've been able to work it out so he's gonna be there gonna be around at least until twenty twenty three. Yeah, no, he's uh, the <laughs> king of the hill at one thirty five. So, uh, but yeah. I think it's not so fair. I mean, uh, of course. He's entitled to his opinion, but uh, that Lomachenko fight was pretty. was very close, I thought, and that that his uh, attitude. Oh no, I, I don't have to fight him again. I don't like that. He should be, you know, able mm-hmm. to give him a rematch if Lomachenko wants that, you know. So it would be kind of, you know, yeah. Same as Roy Roy Jones with Bernard Hopkins. Oh, I already oh, yeah. beat him once. Why should I fight him again? Like so, yeah. Because it's yeah. boxing, you know. That happens sometimes. Fighters <laughs> lose. They're for the first time. Maybe they are not prepared enough. Maybe they under underestimate their opponent. I don't. So the second yeah. time, they they you usually do better. You know. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't think that would be too bad of a fight, you know, if they ultimately ended yeah. up uh, mixing it up again. And in that regard, uh, Lomachenko, he's not taking any easy routes because he's taking on uh, Masayoshi Nakatani in his next fight, which I think is uh, – so, so I, I think he's doing this because he's, he's, he probably wants to send a message to uh, Tiafimo Lopez, and of course we'll see Nakatani. He's a tough guy; he can take heavy punches. Uh, yeah. From he, he's taking punches from uh, uh, he's taking them from Lopez uh, Felix Verdejo. Couldn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He went through some huge bombs in that fight and came back to stop him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he looks with uh, Vasily Lomachenko, and if Lomachenko were to defeat him in maybe impressive fashion or anything of that nature, then I think some people are going to be clamoring for that rematch, for sure. Silly will make you look silly. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting, because Nakatani, yes. yeah, he's a... Hey, so far, yeah. nobody's been able to fully solve him. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I have not seen really that it could happen. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Japanese... Japan has now had some pretty good, uh, I mean, punchers lately. I oh, guess yeah. that guy Shigeru Nakazato also I think he he has been he fought this weekend also. Oh yeah. Where he <laughs> how it went, mm. but uh, I believe he's also rather you know, of a puncher. Oh yeah. I'm trying to see. I wonder if I've seen him. If I actually saw him. Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, so yeah, he's got 18 KOs and 24 wins. Yeah, so he's pretty hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh no, sorry, I didn't. I, <laughs> that's not him. I was thinking of someone else who had a kind of similar oh. name. It was not uh, his name. Uh, this one is an older fighter that I've been. But anyway, there was there's a guy called Shigeru. Nakamura or something, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. I know there's a Nakamura uh, who's a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Sinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or he was a karate, it says here. Fire. Wow. And he's a... 
<laughs> yeah, really a big puncher. Yeah. Cool. Well, I have to check him out. I don't know that I've seen him, uh, but I definitely have to check him out. Mm. Um, and you know, of course, the monster uh, Noelia anyway is uh, going to be coming back and fighting yeah. on the nineteenth as well against Michael Dessa Dessa Marinez. I don't think I've seen oh, him fight before, fight, so. but yeah. So yeah, oh, he's a Filipino. Yeah, you know, he's gonna come in tough and all that stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how the monster looks. But uh, definitely another top tier fighter in the world, uh, representing Japan. You know. Yeah, that's right. All right, and uh, I'm looking at um. Some of the other fights uh, that are coming up as well, it looks like um, Erickson Lumen is going to be uh, taking on Jason Rosario, which I think will be a very interesting fight. All right. uh, we may have spoke about it in the past, but I think, yeah, this will be a telling fight for uh, both of them. I think one of them, the winner is going to come out with the potential of being right back in uh, title contention. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll see what happens with the other one. They're going to have to try and battle their way back, or maybe they even move up in weight. But I think it's a good, even matchup yeah. overall. Yeah, and also, yeah, I, I agree, definitely. To our, both our punchers also. So it's bound, it's a, it's a high chance, that a good chance it will end in a knockout, that fight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And also, so, there's uh, yeah, Jamal Charles fighting next weekend, but against oh yeah, Juan <laughs> Vasquez Montiel. I don't know that guy. Yeah, I, I don't really know him. Either. He's he's a hard puncher anyway. All his wins are by by knockout, twenty two. So I, I I'm pulling. I pulled up his thing. So he's been in there with Jaime Mangia, lost via KO in the second round. Uh, which, of course, I mean, Mungia is a tough outing. He's got a draw with uh, Higo Centino Jr., which Ooh. Higo Centino, he, hey, he's a pretty decent fighter for sure. That's and he got a – oh, this is the guy that knocked out James Kirkland uh, yeah. <laughs> last year. Yes, he got it. So now I see. He retired right. almost, James Kirkland. <laughs> yeah, hopefully each day he's retired, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so yeah, I guess that'll be interesting, but I think that, um, you know, I, I don't see, I think Charlo has the enough power to get uh, Messiah out of there, um, or Montiel out of there. We'll see, uh, of course, what goes down. But, you know, and, and the verdict's still allowed on Jamal as far as, uh, of course, his, his 160 campaign, he does have that. Well, I guess his best victory being uh, Sergey Derevianchenko. Yeah. But, yeah, I think one of the things we've talked about in the past is since his move to 160, you know, it had he's had some pretty decent fights, but nothing just sort of uh, out yeah. there in a sort of superstar-type fashion that will make you think that, okay, yeah, this is the defining fight for him, you know? Yeah, I'd say he's been maneuvered pretty, you know, pretty smart, <laughs> pretty yeah. tactically. So he hasn't had, yeah, too many really challenging fights yet. But hopefully soon 
He will. And the and the WBA they or WBC they essentially made him champion or elevated him to champion without you know him having to fight for that WBC title. Oh, if wow. I recall correctly, because they did the. Uh, well, that looks foolish. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah. This might have been when they were doing that little franchise champion type stuff. Oh. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, if I'm not, that's if I'm not mistaken, but I think that was the case, uh, what happened there, you know, which well, is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same happened for Haney. That's how Haney got that WBC <laughs> uh, belt. Yeah, like, you've been a good boy. Here's, here's your belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Oh, yeah, and speaking of that, I didn't catch that uh, Haney fight um, when he took on – I didn't catch all of it when he took on uh, uh, Lenores. But, yeah, it looked to be pretty good and action-packed. I caught yeah. uh, more of the tailwind of it, and I did uh, walk away from the parts that I had seen thinking that, hey, Le- Lenares, hey, he's still a player uh, yeah, there at 135. I expected him to be taken out, you know, because uh, he's yeah. had a, a couple of devastating losses uh, recently, rather recent, but he showed that he still has, you know, he still uh, has got the boxing IQ and all that. He's got... You know, yeah. Enough in him, enough left in him to at least give a guy like Haney a good fight. You know. Yeah, he does. I think that definitely um, shows. Yeah, he's still he's, he's still a top level type of player right there around that. You know that the top ten range or whatever. It'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. As far as um, yeah. will uh, will will uh, another title shot elude him? You know? He's not that old, but he's had a very long career because he started as a young, you know, rather young as oh, a yeah. pro. So yeah, he's he well traveled too, you know. Yeah, that's right. He used to live in Japan, I believe. So yeah, <laughs> from Venezuela to Japan, it's quite a journey. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's been a lot. He's been at sort of that top level for a number of years uh, now, mm-hmm. you know. So. He is definitely a name yeah. that looks good on the resume if you're one of the ones that are, that are able to uh, stop him or whatever um, or beat him or defeat him in general. Um, so that looks good for Haney from that perspective and what is definitely his uh, biggest fight thus far and I think a respectable yeah. enough uh, opponent where people can say, okay, yeah, I, I think that Haney, yeah, he does have some of the things that could, could see him being a, a major mover at 135. So the question is, yeah. uh, what's next for him? And I know in last night's broadcast, they were tossing out the potential of... The future will be amazing. And that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Tiafimo Lopez versus Devin Haney at 135. Assuming uh, Lopez gets past Kimbozo's field. <laughs> yeah, right now that is the fight at 135, the number one, I guess. Yeah. 
if for and these guys are always stuff. going back and forth with each other too. Yeah, <laughs> throwing chats. Yeah. That was very amusing when uh, he when Telfimo said when I told him, yeah. And he's the only other champion. No, no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like that fight is just it's just, it's meant for TV. It's, it has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be has, good. It almost has to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Come on, don't let us down, uh, boxing world. But I think that uh, you know, yeah. top ranking uh, top ranking matchroom, they can definitely make something happen. I feel as, uh, as though that's yeah. the case. You know. I really can't see. I don't know really, but anything is possible. But I really, pre- I think favor Telfimo uh, to win. Yeah, same here, same here. That's not to take anything away from Haney, but yeah, uh, definitely, not. you know, you I just sure? think that. Yeah. Yeah, Haney is or Lopez is, you know, is a little bit more uh, battle tested. Of course, that win over Lomachenko is just kind of trumps anything that uh, Haney has done. Yeah. And a lot of fighters for that matter, you know. Um, and far, yeah. 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 It's just stylistically, yeah. You might argue Lomachenko was not at his very best, but it's still him, you know. It's still Lomachenko. Yeah. Like, really amazing yeah. fighter. Yeah. yeah, and because many didn't expect him to get that W, uh, so it puts even yeah. more emphasis on it. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good matchup between uh, Lopez and Haney, just thinking mm. about it for for two boxers, the explosiveness of uh, Lopez against uh They Haney's are young speed. guys, you know, because Loma is already, what's 32 or something, 33, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he's he is. He's not very young anymore. He's still, you know, not old, but <laughs> he's not a yeah. really young guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some urgency there for uh, Loma, which is probably why he's taking on Nakatani because he wants to show, hey, yeah. I'm still here and I want this title back, you know. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to, yeah, I guess get another title before he eventually – Loses his prime, you know, <laughs> before he, he yeah. runs out of time. But father time catches up with him. <laughs> oh yes, it, it definitely, uh, definitely does. Um, so yeah, um, and then two other uh, good fights that are coming up are that at least are worth mentioning. Definitely are uh, Joseph Diaz against Javier Fortuna and Gilberto Ramirez against Sullivan Barrera. Oh, yeah. Two interesting fights right there. Fortuna right. Diaz, of course. Yeah, Fortuna yeah. Diaz, of course. Yeah, that's a very uh, interesting matchup uh, stylistically. Uh, I want to see how – I think this is a move up to – or maybe uh, Diaz's last fight was a, a move up to 130 or whatever. Um, but Or maybe he's been fighting – I know he was over – weight in his last fight but anyway stylistically I think that's going to be interesting Fortuna can box of course um, we'll see how he handles uh, that sort of relentlessness of uh, Joseph Diaz who I think is yeah. uh, one of the one of the better fighters on the inside of course uh, here in the sport so it's interesting Fortuna can also punch you know, so he's the bigger puncher here definitely and but Diaz yeah. is uh, maybe I don't know a little fresher perhaps. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He hasn't, yeah. Uh, I don't know who, who said, well, Fortuna said a, a little more fights so far, but uh, mm-hmm. he's been in some, some tough ones, I guess. Also, yeah, he, yeah, he's been in some uh, pretty good matches. I actually pulled up his thing here, just thinking him back. Yeah, he's fought uh, uh, Jesus Quelar, even though you know, yeah, Quelar has it hadn't looked super good at, for yeah, years. Very now. easy win for <laughs> for two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's got Adrian Granados. That was basically, oh yeah, I guess yeah. there's no contest. I remember when that fight was happening. It was yeah, just it was weird. weird. Fortuna, I thought Fortuna was. You know, acting, but I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he's got a loss to Robert Easter Jr. Um, Jason Sosa beat him as well. Oh yeah, that that was the big upset when he was uh, he was he was stopped in the eleventh round. Yeah. Oh, Jason yeah. Sosa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, so yeah, he was, was there. <laughs> was totally uh, embarrassed by Loma. Like, yeah, so you know, I was at that fight. I, that was okay. here at the MGM in uh, Maryland. So I was able to catch that fight, seeing Loma live. Yeah, he, yeah, he's definitely put on a show, and you could just yeah. see skill wise that he was top tier. His footwork is so crazy, you know. Yeah, like Superman. <laughs> you know, and that was one of the uh, better shows that I've been to. They made it a sort of. Uh, Top, at least at the top level, a Ukrainian card because Alexander Usyk took on Michael Hunter on that card. And then uh, I believe Gvozdik was there yeah. as well, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, it was it was a good uh, good uh, card and the atmosphere was great as well. There were a lot of Ukrainians in the area who uh, came out yeah, for right. the show to support. Yeah, that's nice always. Yeah, I think Wozik is on his way back. He, I, I follow him on Instagram. He looks to be in training and pretty positive, you know, despite the, oh, the, the loss. Yeah. Gwozik. Oh, so he's, uh, he's going to come back. Can't stay away long, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so that right. first loss, yeah, even though it was kind of devastating, but it was no shame to lose to that interview. I mean, no shame, yeah, definitely no shame in, uh, you know, losing to, yeah, better be. Definitely. He lasted 10 rounds, so <laughs> that was yeah. not so bad, yeah. Yeah, so definitely no shame in that. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, he's outside of that, he's like one of the top guys, at least when last seen, he's still one of the top guys that is out there. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, that was a good fight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's just, he's, uh, yeah, one of the top guys still at 175. Just that, you know, Better View is such a beast. He's like, uh, yeah. Know, Fighting machine, <laughs> war machine. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, even yeah, just looking at him train and all that stuff, you can just see that he's just like an animal. Yeah, he's an animal. Uh, werewolf. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yes. um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, one seventy five. Yeah, it's still hey, one seventy five is still a division that's out there. That hey, we're gonna see some things ironed out. So maybe we get uh, better BF against Joe Smith. And as mentioned, Gilberto Ramirez versus Sullivan Barrera, which I think interesting fight. Ramirez, uh, Gilberto Zerdo, uh, I feel he had a lot of momentum, but 
Mm. I feel like all of that momentum is gone now. And he's uh, yeah. just another guy, you know. And he's he going to need so- to do something impressive. Yeah, it was 68. He had momentum and all that. But now maybe not so much. Pretty much like maybe Omar Figueroa, who was at 135. Yeah. He was, you know, he was really solid. Yeah. But now he's at, what, 147 or something. And oh, yeah, he just, looked horrible in his last fight. Yeah, he just looked. Just, he just looked, uh, yeah, he just looked out of it. Some of them can handle, you know, that weight jump, I guess, and just cannot yeah. find themselves, you know, the old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was just pretty much taking a beating, and uh, I don't know what the situation is with him, but he seems to have a lot of issues with uh, his trainer or lack thereof uh, as of late yeah. or something like that. Omar that would explain a lot, I guess. <laughs> Because I know one of the fights he didn't even uh, the fight might have been the one before this last one where he he was fighting and he didn't even have a trainer so he was just going back wow. to his corner and I think like uh, the, I know that there was this uh, one girl I don't know if it was his girlfriend or what and then like another person uh, just working on his face but he wasn't getting any instructions or anything his girlfriend <laughs> was his godmother <laughs> uh, yeah 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 so that's like crazy so yeah yeah it's interesting. Um, uh, thinking about that because uh, yeah, his brother, you know, he's, he sees that m- momentum now, and he's oh, like, yeah, that's one right. of the top he's guys younger. out there. Yeah, younger brother. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, and he looks uh, good for the most part, but but yeah, um, yeah, thinking about yeah, Gilberto Ramirez versus uh, Solomon Barrera. I guess that's pretty much kind of an even matchup. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I favor either guy. I, I would say it's a fifty-fifty toss-up. You know. Yeah, I, maybe I slightly favor Ramirez. Uh, he can. He can still boss. He, he's a tall guy, also. I guess I don't know how tall. Maybe Barrera is almost as tall. Yeah, he's, he's probably almost uh, six three. I know he's close yeah. to probably at six three range, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I always wanted to see, and unfortunately it didn't get to happen, but I wanted to see uh, Gilberto Ramirez versus uh, um, L- Liam Smith, or which is a tall brother. Uh, uh, Callum, Callum. Callum Smith. Yeah. yeah, Callum Smith. I wanted to see that fight. I thought that would have yeah. been a good matchup of two big 168-pounders. Uh, uh, yeah, there's a few fights that should have happened, but didn't, uh, of course. Yeah, uh, that's, that's one of those, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been interesting, but yeah, Ramirez, yeah, hasn't really done much. I was just looking at 175. He beat Tommy oh, Carpinci, but Carpinci, yeah, he's like a sort of a club level <laughs> yeah. fighter. No disrespect to him, but you know, he, his claim to fame was beating, uh, I guess, faded uh, Chad Dawson, and then very Alfonso average, Lopez. Yeah, very average, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, so that's all that uh, – I guess that's his best win so far at 175. But I think Barrera will tell us a lot – or this fight with Barrera will tell us a lot about um, where Ramirez is and if he's going to be a legit, legitimate player at 175. Yeah, that will be interesting uh, to see, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. All right, yeah. One last thing. Uh, yeah, I know we've been going at it, but uh, were you able to catch uh, – Clarissa Shields in her MMA debut. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't really okay. watch MMA. I'm sorry. Gotcha. 
I catch it every now and then. I know some of the guys. I used to watch it more probably several years back, but uh, yeah, now I don't really watch a, a lot of this stuff. I'll tune in like when boxing goes off or something if they have a card running over. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, Clarissa, yeah, she actually won her MMA debut with uh, a stoppage in the third round. Wow. She was able to get the girl on the ground, and this was after recovering from. She was going up against a uh, girl who was a. Uh, more so a ground fighter, Brazilian jiu-jitsu type of uh, person. So she had Clarissa down in the first two rounds, and Clarissa spent a lot of time trying to get up and battle her way out of those ground positions. But she was able to pull off the W, so we'll see. She she wants to be an MMA champion and a boxing champion at the same time. So Good luck. It'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of the things is uh, she fights at 150. Her MMA fight was at 155, but I think that this pro fight league may be like the only one that has like a 155 pound division. You know, so, so yeah. I don't know if there's a ton of competition out there. There for were really- talks of her fighting Katie Taylor, I believe. Or so. Yeah, so that would be like the big fight yeah. for women's boxing. That would be my. My my whole question is uh, what weight it would be made at, you know, because it's either Kaylee Taylor will have to jump up uh, two weight classes to one forty seven, yeah, or she's a welterweight or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, so so yeah. She's Taylor's <laughs> at one thirty five now, and uh, yeah. and Clarissa so far, you know, she was able to get down to one fifty four and became undisputed there. So now it's a matter of can she get to 147? Because right. I see that being the probably only weight with, I guess, legitimate uh, kind of uh, backing as far as her facing Katie Taylor. Because if Katie Taylor goes up to 154, it just seems like that's a big jump. Right. And I know Clarissa has come down from 168. So it's kind of in that sort of weird space right. uh, weight-wise. Like all of the bigger fights – Besides the Savannah Marshall fight, which I want to see and hopefully can be made at 160 pounds. But besides that, there's really uh, not too much competition left for yeah. her at 154 and above. I mean, she has the undisputed titles at both of the weights. So uh, yes. it's really going to be 147, you know. That's the problem with women's boxing. There <laughs> so many divisions. There isn't so much good competition. There's one. Fire yeah. is much stronger than the others, you know. Usually. Yeah. So she, they usually have to do that. One has to lose weight, or the other one has to gain weight to, you know, to, to yeah. for two stars to fight, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, and that makes it interesting because, um, yeah, Taylor has more options now without going to one forty seven. You know, with uh, yeah. some of the other fighters that are on it, Michaela Mayer is around that oh, yeah. way. You know, Jessica McCaskill has the belts at 147. Uh, oh, yeah, and, you know, that's a potential shot right there. So I think it's really a matter of can Clarissa Shields make uh, 147, which, mm-hmm. of course, the verdict's still out. And if she does make it, how does that affect her? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. <laughs> Mm. Oh, and one, one more thing for the end. <laughs> All uh, right. Savage Babbage, he was also back oh, yeah. last night, but he won a 
like the last time in three rounds he beat that guy who was uh, he had a record of 11 and 1 I believe that his opponent so yeah. oh okay so yeah I didn't catch that uh, fight Alan Babich yeah so he so won uh, like usual but his, his opponent did give him some uh, some uh, resistance you know it wasn't just a blowout like against Tom Little. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, so Damien Chambers. So yeah, Chambers. So Babbage came in at 209. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's not a big heavy, of course. <laughs> That's oh, why yeah. some people are saying he should go down, you know, to cruiserweight or... I don't know, originally. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it seems like uh, it's a weight he could certainly make uh, because he's uh, he's even fought and looking at his last four fights. Uh, one was at I guess Nail Kennedy. He was one ninety nine yeah. and a half or the fourth, and then he was two hundred five prior to that. So yeah, he's really more in that territory. I know we were talking about this previously in terms of uh, Babic and potential of him and uh, Philip. Uh, Hergovich, which yeah. will be an interesting fight, right? So. <laughs> that will be pretty big away disparity. I think Hergovich. Uh, yeah. He should be. Yeah, at definitely. Least, would. <laughs> yeah, like two fifty or something. He's a huge guy, six foot. Yeah, Hergovich is a big guy, so, yeah. so yeah, that has to be taken into account. And pretty much uh, all of the uh, top heavyweights at this point are just big guys in general. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know. Like Even uh, Usyk is bigger than him, you know? Yeah, at least 6'4 and 240 or 3'5. That's like the the average heavyweight right now. 6'5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't feel like we're going to get a true sort of understanding of where Bab- Babic would come into play at heavyweight until he fights one of these... Uh, sort of bigger guys that can yeah. give some guy trouble or even not even uh and they don't have to be big height wise but just say someone like uh and he may not be ready for it always seven fights in uh, Carlos Tackham or something who's a oh, guy yeah. he will have Babbitt will have the height on him so it'd be interesting to see oh, yeah. how he handles a fighter like that or like a, a Bryant Jennings or something those are sort of fringe top ten type guys, you know. But I don't know if that's that may be a little too soon for him. But yeah. he is thirty years old, so I'm sure he wants to fast track it too. Mm. I don't know how well his style will hold up, you know, at a higher level because he's you what he does. He just goes out there and throws a lot of punches, very aggressive, like Tyson was. Yeah. <laughs> And then he just breaks down his opponents, but that I don't know how well that that will work against someone that can defend themselves and box and who are also yeah. taller, bigger level. Yeah, that is true, and someone who can definitely dish it back in a yeah. major way. Then he will be forced. Back. Yeah, he will be forced to dig deep. So <laughs> I don't know if he can oh, yeah. do that. <laughs> so. But anyway, yeah, he's very exciting. Yeah, he's an exciting and fun guy. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. He, he does, does have an excitement factor. He has that personality. Yeah, um, so I definitely it. understand it. Yeah. I mean, everybody I have spoken to likes him. <laughs> so yeah. he's very charismatic. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that he's the type of fighter that can make a name for himself. 
at least here over the next couple of years, even if he isn't fighting the top of the division because it just has an exciting style or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it will be interesting when that time does come, that sort of time to step up, especially if he has intentions of trying to get a uh, world title at heavyweight, which is yeah. just a tough proposition these days in general, you know. Yeah, of course. Two guys. That's for any heavyweight. <laughs> Any heavyweight not named uh, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, or yeah. Deontay Wilder, it seems. <laughs> the guys holding all the belts, that's not the ideal situation. Yeah. Good. Yeah, it's going to be tough. And yeah. Could you imagine if uh, I think Fury's going to win this fight with uh, uh, Wilder, but imagine if Wilder won, that's going to sort of – that would really Leave mess the up. WBC belt tangled yeah. up for who knows how long. Yeah. No, and being, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right. So one thirty one, an hour thirty one yeah. minutes. Feel like that's the time to wrap it up? Yeah, we were, we were <laughs> <done>. <laughs> cool. All right. Yeah, a lot of good uh, good discussions, of course. Yeah, thanks for all yeah. the listeners as well. But, um, yeah, definitely until next time, there's a lot of good stuff coming up. We covered so Slavin, I must say, have a good night because I know it's night there. Um, yeah. We're still in the though, midst of the uh, evening Even though it's here. still you no know, light, but that's how it is here in June or in the summer pretty much. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, never really dark. It never gets too dark. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that my yeah, my girlfriend she lived in Alaska and she yeah, would tell me it was like that there. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. It's it really just dusk dusk and dawn is like as dark as it gets, right? Yeah, that's even worse, I guess, there. It doesn't there's no light at all, right? <laughs> And, you know, I experienced a little bit of that when I was in uh, Finland uh, oh, yeah, a couple of years yeah, back. Because yeah. I remember, yeah, it was like midnight, and, yeah, it was still lit up so, outside. I was just like, interesting. You need sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like craziness. Heck yeah, experience. Really. But, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Swaven. Yeah. Well, until then... Or until yeah. next time, definitely have a good one. We'll be connecting again. Yeah, same to you. All right, take it easy. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> the future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Hi, it's Carl Deichler, CEO of Beachbody. And I'm giving away 10,000 free memberships a week to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Pick any program and just follow it step by step, like our 21-day fix program or the Ab Shredding Muscle Burns Fat Program. Plus, there's free support in personalized fitness groups with our community of over 2 million members. Now is the time, so don't wait. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.